0: Today's episode of Tea's Table Talk podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Table Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table to get a free audiobook. Okay. Social entrepreneur and business owner Diana Rose is the culinary creative mind behind Jars of Delight, the eco-friendly catering and meal prep company. Founded in the fall of 2017, Diana took a simple meal idea I'm sorry took a simple idea meals in the classic mason jar and turned it into a successful startup company within 1 year without acquiring any startup business debt or private investors she added catering to the business plan delighting over 1500 customers with in the metro new york city area as a com- community I'm sorry as a community health graduate creating a product that had a powerfully positive impact on her customers' health as well as the health of her community and environment was and has been the core mission of Jars of Delight. Diana holds a Bachelor of Science in Community Health from Hofstra University and is pursuing her Master's in Sustainability and Master of Business Administration, a dual degree program. Her most recent project, her, Her Sustainable Life, is a resource and educational informational platform tasked with building awareness on the topic of sustainability and the role we can all play in creating a lasting social impact toward a better future through low-impact living. And when she's not making jars or delivering delight to her weekly uh, meal prep customers or studying, Diana's enjoying time with her two sons' family and her church family. I'd like to take this Uh, Time at this moment to welcome uh, Miss Diana Rose to T's Table Talk. Thank you, Diana, for joining us. Hi, T. Thank you so much for having me.
1: It's a pleasure and a true honor.
0: Oh, my goodness. Like I said earlier, finally, we've got you on the
1: show. Finally. (laughs) So <laughs> a long time
0: coming. <laughs> absolutely absolutely, and I, I know you're a busy uh woman, so um I just want to you know um jump right on in. We talked about um how the topic for today's show is sustainability, a healthy environment mind body society uh part two. And um, I just wanted to start with you and ask you a couple of questions. We know about your educational background, but, you know, tell us what, a little bit about what we what we don't know. Yeah, right? Let's get the
1: boring stuff. <laughs> Let's get into the meat and potatoes, right? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, um, I mean, I don't know. I would guess those who know me best and most would say that I am... Um, I'm just very low key and and just, you know, I I really love family and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, some of my best days are just staying home and perhaps watching a good show, cooking some food and Mm. maybe playing some games. I have been dubbed the um, the creative of the family. So I have a pretty big family. So whenever we're together, I'm always the one coming up with games or some kind of activity and getting dressed up and mimicking other family members or something. So I, I think the core of who I am is just really family orientated. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, most of that just comes through everything else that I do. So whether it's because I have such a strong family core community, um, I just feel at home in community. So mm-hmm. it, it's really easy to transition that love for family into my community and my, whether it's through my business, jaws of delight, or whether it's through her sustainable life,
0: I'm glad you um, said the education that education
1: platform. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So, so you know, I mentioned earlier about your education, and um, you know, in, you have a dual degree program that you are you currently still doing that uh, dual program. Currently,
1: yeah, still pursuing that right now. Mm-hmm. So
0: is so what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, did you what? how did you come up with the inspiration, uh, for jars of delight? And, and, and was it because of your, uh, you know, your studying, um,
1: you know, at, at the college or, you know, how did that come mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, it's funny because it was during another interview that I realized that both of my parents are entrepreneurs. And it's funny cause when, you know, when you grow up in, household you don't really you know take notice of what's going on because you're actively living it but both my mom and my dad were entrepreneurs from a very young age Mm -hmm. my dad owned a successful electrical company and my mom owned two successful salons so um entrepreneurism just definitely flows through my 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 family vein it's it's in my blood so but Mm -hmm. even before knowing that I was going to school to pursue um a degree well I in, in, in medicine. So I was a pre-med student at the time, and then I took a elective course in sustainability, and I fell in love with the class instantly, fell in love with the professor of the class, and I went down to the department, fell in love with the secretary of the department. Everyone was just so nice and welcoming and just so just, just such a, it was such a great place to be, whereas in my pre-med bio major, you know, everyone's just kind of straightforward, you know, Mm-hmm. and I said wow I felt at home and I switched my major the next day wow to community health and everybody who knew me you know always thought I was going to be a doctor even my name Diana Rose DR it was just like written in the cards <laughs> <And> oh, <wow. laughs> always told everyone <laughs> I was going to be a doctor everybody knew that everybody uh-huh. was on board so when I a few months into the semester and I said hey um i not going to be a doctor anymore. I'm going to be, I'm going to study community health. And everyone was like, wait a minute, pump the brakes. So this was um, in two thousand mm-hmm. And at the time, sustainability, um, you know, and, and envir- environmental activism isn't as trendy and forefront as it, as it is now. So when I told people, they're like, you know, what are you going to do with a degree in community health? Where are you going to work? And naturally, I thought maybe OSHA, the CDC, um um, the NIH, you know, one of those major um, organizations that deal with either population health or community health. And um, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I just gave an answer, but I just knew in my heart that I felt like that's that's what it was. That's where I belong. And with every course, it just strengthened that resolve that this is what I was going to do. And still, even even when I graduated, I didn't know what I was going to major in. And I had the opportunity two years after graduating Hofstra to meal prep for a friend. And I have I'm a Mason jar fanatic. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. A little FYI about me. By
0: the way, so I love mason it. jars too. I do lemonade in
1: mason jars. Exactly. <laughs> who does not love mason jars? Like one. Like I have well, of course, because I own a company now, but I had like fifties of mason jars. Now I have hundreds of them. But um so I would meal prep for my friend in mason jars and he was a professional fighter, or he still is a professional fighter. And then he posted it on his page, and he called and he was like, hey, everyone wants to know where I can get, you know, these jars. And I'm like, you know, I still had a full-time job at the hospital at the time. And I'm like, what do you mean where can they get them? This is okay. for sale. And maybe about within a week, I said fine. You know, I kind of gave in and did two orders. And within a month, I had like seven weekly meal prep customers, faithful customers who I was meal prepping for. And then, within three months of that, I was um, given the opportunity to cater in the city for the women of business entrepreneurs, and I just was on a table there and you know just Zend, and she loved the idea and the concept so much, and she's like, "Why don't you just cater for us?" And I'm like, "Sure, you know and then she she calls she's like, "Oh, by the way, it's three hundred people, and I'm like, "What <laughs> And that was my first catering um, experience three months after officially launching the business. And it was a beautiful experience. It was amazing. Um, I have a question though.
0: I have a question. So, so so right Mm -hmm. in there before you went and you did the tabling, right. Um, Mm -hmm. You, you, I guess, do you have a a background in, you know, in, you know, like cooking, are you a chef Uh, or was it just part of your, Um, your studies where you were able to come up with these concepts for, um, for, you know, for better healthy foods.
1: So growing up, my stepfather is a professional chef, um, a culinary chef. And um, so I always grew up in, a house where, um, food was not looked at only as a necessity, but also as a opportunity Mm. and, and a privilege. So, um, when my stepfather would cook, it was all the, all the, he pulled all the stops and, you know, he was very gracious to have me in the kitchen with him majority of the time and taught me how to cook and how to, um, not just cook, but, how to, you know, present food. And his food was always really beautiful.
0: Mm. And
1: so I was blessed to grow up. Um, I, so I call it my unofficial professional training. And, um, wow. it, you know, he's one of the most amazing chefs I've ever been blessed to to eat from. So um, I've always had that ability to cook and I and I knew how to julienne and, and, and I knew how to make roux. So all of those type of things was just, you know, home taught. So, you know, cooking just came second nature to me, and and the reason why Jaws of Delight was such a hit was the presentation of it as well, not just the food, because you see the food before you taste it, and I think that's always what gets people first is always the presentation, how yes. the food is layered and the care that's put yes. the food. So, absolutely. Um, so all of those amazing opportunities just meshed together, and then. With my love and background in sustainability, I knew it had to be a sustainable company if that's what I was going to do. And so from the beginning, it was always about sustainability. That's why we cater in mason jars so that way we can recycle them and we can reuse them. And if our customers want to keep their mason jars, which a lot do, we just ask that you take a photo of how you're upcycling and reusing the jar and showing the life of the jar and, you know, about our compost and food waste. So so even before that catering opportunity, it was almost as if, you know, sometimes you know, we try to plan our lives forward, but sometimes if you just fall back a little bit and just let life kind of, you know, you just roll with the waves a little bit and, you know, you're more, it, it, it's a better opportunity to see how things are just being curated for your life. So I just allowed that time and just, but, okay, you know, just took some chances and um, and not mm-hmm. have it so structured as we typically like to plan out every day and every month and year of our lives. Got it. I just kind of, at that point in my life, I was just going with the flow. Like, okay, people want to order? Fine. You know, so <laughs> I got a business license. You know, I got a food <laughs> handler's license. I got into a commercial kitchen. You know, we were became M W B certified. So I did all of those steps that you need to take because it's not – Especially when you're dealing with food, you know, there's so many regulations right. of food in New York City that, you know, you you can you can easily be discouraged. But, you know, as I'm rolling with the waves, I'm making sure, you know, I have my life best on and, and, and I'm being well prepared and, and just learning in the process and reading and gleaning from other people who are veterans in the food industry. So, so um, you know, so- that's how it
0: together listen that is you know i love that first of all you know having being taught as a child right we we get a lot of our um of our growth, uh, our development comes when we're children, right. When we're very small mm-hmm. children and the fact that, you know, your stepdad was a chef, my gosh, you know, like, know. you know, you learn for free, you learn for free, <laughs> you know? So, so that's very important. So I'm trying to just kind of, you know, kind of understand where the concept and the ideas came from. So you helped our audience right there with that, Diana. And, um, in terms of now I'm going to kind of, Segway into her sustainable life, I yes, first of all, great my little
1: baby. <laughs> wait, listen,
0: great title, great you know name um Thank you. and and i I love that. and um my first question about her sustainable life is, what's the mission of her sustainable life?
1: oh that's this is the fun part. Uh, so you know, apart from my two sons chain and Seth mm-hmm. and Jars of Delight. So I have four kids. all <laughs> <So laughs> right I was, I was a busy mom. But, right. um, her sustainable life came about during... It, is, it was a really a beautiful un- un- unfolding from Jars of Delight because the mission for Jars of Delight is to promote sustainability through food. Mm-hmm. And... Um, oh, I need to write that down. I like the way that came out. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> so through that, you know, I would always get questions like, you know, what is the sustainability thing you're doing and why are you doing it? And then I didn't recognize at the time that I was, you know, teaching people, my community, my customers on why we recycle the jars or why we use mason jars to begin with. And um, I realized that a lot of it is just lack of knowledge, why people don't do certain things. And I was home one day and I was just, as I know you and as most great ideas just come to you when you're really not doing anything, the term for sustainable life came up. And I said, Oh, that sounds pretty cool. And I wrote it down, not really intending to do anything with it, but I just wrote it down. And I said, um, I revisited a a few weeks later and I just sat at my computer and and I did a logo. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, what would I want from a platform like this? And the mission is just, Simply learning how to live your best sustainable life. Because if you do a Google search on sustainability and you try to figure out what it is, it could be very overwhelming and it could be very confusing. Because while you have on one end, you have different extremists and you have other people who are, you know, um, they may be sustainable in one area and not another, you can feel kind of guilted into, oh, my living this sustainable life the correct way and there's and to me the mesh the mission is how to live your best sustainable life on your terms and nobody is doing it perfectly there really isn't a such thing as perfect sustainability but if we can all do our part our small part perfectly then collectively we can play a bigger impact so that's just really the mission is is how educating people and inspiring people to live their best sustainable life.
0: Wow. Okay. So, (laughs) I mean, you, you make it sound simple, but it is far from simple.
1: So I'm sorry. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I think it is simple, right? Because a lot of, a lot of what we're doing is already sustainable. And another um, like a mission to 2.0 is really to educate in general, the whole sustainable movement that people of color we've, really been practicing sustainability from the beginning and maybe not out of um, opportunity but out of necessity so Mm -hmm. things that my grandmother would do for example and I was just talking to my sister about this earlier like my grandmother would peel an orange and save the peel Mm -hmm. and she would let it dry and what she would do is she would take that same peel and make tea out of it that's sustainability she would make tea We're out of a, of a at,
0: dry orange, of orange peel. peel. So yeah, you mean like use it as it like, how, how do you make tea out of a dry orange peel?
1: So what you can do, right. It's just think about like any leaf that you're picking. A lot of the times it's dry and they just put it in a bag and now they sell on that to you for wow. $3, $4, $5. Oh, so that would be so, like orange tea. So you make orange tea. So I grew up drinking orange tea all the time, or wow. you would cut a pineapple. You use the rind, you would boil the rind, you would make tea. Um, in my family, when we make corn, when we boil the corn, we save the 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 we call it we call it the soup the the water the corn water and we turn that into a into an official soup. So as you're boiling corn, you you add a little maybe a little salt, a little black pepper, mm-hmm. um, whatever else you want to add. And and in that water, now you can throw in some potatoes, you can throw in some carrots, you can throw in some chicken if you want to. And now you have a whole soup out of just boiling corn. So mm-hmm. Um, and and a lot of our ancestors, this is how they were able to really live a sustainable life. Think mm-hmm. about what they're considering or calling weeds now, um, collard greens and those types of things. Those yeah. weren't delicacies, you know, back in slavery times. Those were eaten out of necessity because they yeah. had nothing else to eat. Yeah, because now the slave owners didn't want them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, I, I, said, I'm I'm sorry, I said bro. no. I said the slave
0: owners didn't want it, so they said you can have it. Um, right. You know, but, but yes, it's
1: a delicacy. So, um, so we've been practicing sustainability from you know from the beginning and survival. So of it is survival. It su- 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 sustainability through, via survival. Exactly. Yes. But now, if you look at the sustainable movement, a lot of it is like, oh, you have to buy this thing in order to live a sustainable life. And that's kind of crazy. So my mission is to really simplify what sustainability is and try to take off the trend off of it and say, listen we can all live a sustainable life. And what I try to do is show people what they're already doing to show them that it is simpler than what society is making very, it seem like. Very,
0: very good. You have just set us up for my next question, okay? Yeah, um, I love it. Yes, and, 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 you know, I know your time is, is valuable, so I'm not going to, to make this um, uh, too long. But how can women get involved and do their part to create lasting habits for a better future through you talked about, I know that you, you know, you do workshops and trainings and things and you talk about, you know, low impact living. And so that intrigued me, you know, first, what is, can you just define what low impact living is? And then um, just answer that question. How can women get involved and do their part to create those lasting habits?
1: Absolutely. So just a general definition of sustainability itself, right? It's the ability to be maintained at a certain rate or level. So think of it as you're using something with the conscience and with the mind that if I, how, however, I'm using this thing, it determines if it's going to last or if it can be regenerated. So um, when you think about low impact living, you're, think of, you're, you're thinking about all the ways um, you're, you're thinking really about your daily life, mm-hmm. Um Everything from if you're going to be if you if you go to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts every day, do you bring your own coffee cup to get your coffee, or are you using single-use throwaway? Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. low-impact living would be bringing your own coffee mug to Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks, and yes, they will put your coffee in there as long as the cup is clean, of course. Mm -hmm. So that's low-impact living because the idea is the impact that you're putting on the environment is very low because you're not contributing to waste. Mm -hmm. And that's just in one area where I like to get women the most is in fashion because, you know, we all love our fashion. Mm -hmm. And when you think about fashion, um, Right now, when you look at department stores and different brands, you think about what's called fast fashion, um, fashion that's made very quickly Mm -hmm. and very inexpensively and not great quality. Mm -hmm. So you think about buying something for maybe $20 that, you know, the distributor paid two cents for. Mm -hmm. God knows where it's being made. Right. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of that season, all of those clothes are thrown out because there's a new trend. So low impact living in terms of fashion would be to buy artisanal um, to buy from, you know, is to understand where, where's my clothes coming from, right? Do you know where your clothes are coming from? Or are you participating in fast fashion and the fashion industry is one of the biggest industry that contributes to environmental waste.
0: Mm. So
1: low impact living is just really, I would call it a conscious moving of your daily life. So um, are you, is that whatever you do in your daily life, what is the impact that you're having on the environment? You know, even financial sustainability. You know, how what you're buying, do you need it or do you just <laughs> want it? Right?
0: I I, wa- I just want it, Diana. I, <laughs> I do.
1: Too. I don't listen, need it. Listen. I just. Don't- Listen. Don't get me wrong, right? Don't, that's why I said sustainability is not a perfect walk because there's things that sometimes I want and I see and I'm like, oh my god, I want that so much. However, the more you practice something, we know that it's, it's the more easier it becomes. And even with my children, um, I am learning to do more research into where their clothes are coming from. And the less you have, is the, the better you'll take care of what you have. So right now, to be honest, I only have about 20 items of clothing, just 20. Mm-hmm that's including my shoes Mm -hmm, I have 20 mm -hmm. items of clothing and if you scroll through my Instagram feed you realize I wear a lot of the same things over and over and over again and I just do it you know in a creative way but nobody knows nobody really and if you do know that's your problem but um, for the most part right for the most part you don't need Uh (laughs) you don't need a closet full of clothes that you're not wearing and just to buy more stuff that you're probably not going to ever wear anyway so low impact living really deals with how you're living your daily life, you know, whether it's through fashion or food or, um, environmentally. So mm-hmm. that's what really low, low impact living is all about.
0: I really appreciate that, uh, that description, that definition, um, in that introduction into the, the fashion portion of, of how we can be more sustained, how we can sustain and, and do our part and be more responsible. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't really hear about that until I, um, I didn't even realize about the fashion aspect until, you know, I was um, researching to, to prepare you, you know, to prepare for you to be on this show. And mm-hmm. um, where you I did see on your um you're actually in your Facebook where you did show your closet, I think, before and after. And I was like, wow, right. that's really, really cool. And I also, too, um, I know bamboo. You, you, We would be looking at stuff that <laughs> is, yeah. is by bi- is degradable. Right. So that it doesn't. Right. So we would want to have clothing made with bamboo and other household right. items and things of that nature. Right. Those things that j- right. that do, dis- you know, um uh, over time, they will, you know, leave when we leave, you know. Right. And exactly. so,
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so, you eat, so, so you want to buy clothes that are 100% cotton. You know, you want to use um, utensils that are either um, steel that can be reused or have a long, um, you know, a long lifespan, uh-huh. or any type of materials that can, um, you know, like biodegrade. So, for example, even like you know, as a woman, um, even like, you know, your, your monthly, um, got it, monthly personal that, that you buy, right? got it. We, we've got a it. The, a lot of them, right. Yes. Them so I know without going into too much, pieces, but a lot of these things are plastic, plastic polymers and once yes. you don't out, they don't ever really go out. So you can buy organic, you can buy, um, materials that can, that can be maintained at a, at a, at an easy rate, you know, nice. so it, 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 but it's so much fun, you know, and, and what I, what, when I do host my workshops, I try to give away a lot of things, you know, I have different partnerships with a lot of, um, businesses and organizations because they realize that unless people really know that they're selling these alternatives then no one's buying them. So I, at, at every event or every workshop, I really do try to give away a lot of these, um, these items and whether it's household or personal items that I talk about because it's important to see, to show people like, no, these things are out there it's just because they're not mainstream and um, they're not really in, for me, they're not in my community that you don't grab it next to you don't grab the alternative next to what's really being um, presented to us. So got it.
0: Mm-hmm. Listen,
1: uh, I first of all, I want to thank you for being a part of
0: T's Table Talk today. I'm Finally, so Diana Rose.
1: I, this is, a this is so, so happy.
0: This is so educational. This was listen, I'm going to now I'm going to go through my closets and <laughs> see what I can yeah. get rid of and and what I can replace. But before you and go you can donate, absolutely. <laughs> and, and and donate for sure. But before you go, yeah. let my audience know where we can find jars of delight where we can find out more about her sustainable life or uh, just more about Diana Rose and what, you know, what she's doing in the future, any events or, or anything like that. Oh, sure. Where can
1: they find you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you can find us at jars of delight com, and there you can see our menu, you can see our mission and past events that we've been blessed to cater for and also for Her Sustainable Life, you can find me at Her Sustainable Life on Instagram. And Jaws is delight also on Instagram. Um, our website for Her Sustainable Life should be up 2020. Excited about that. And upcoming, we did just um, Her Sustainable Life is in partnership with the Queen's Public Library System. So we're going to start our first five-part um, workshop series mm-hmm. starting in March at Central Library. And there, we're going to be there every Thursday from March fifth to April twelfth.
0: Wonderful. And
1: from six thirty to eight pm. So it's just going to be basically a longer version of a few things that we talked about on Tea Table Talk. And then we're hosting the first Collective Sustainability Conference at Jamaica Performing Arts Center on April twenty fifth, Saturday. That's... So it's going to be phenomenal.
0: I think that's amazing. Um, again, Diana Rose, I want to thank you for coming on T's Table Talk. I will be looking forward to uh, all of these events and the information you've imparted upon uh, my audience and myself today. Again, thank you so much. And I will be seeing you in the community. Okay? yes thank you so much i'm so excited that this happened today okay <laughs> thank all you, right C-
1: thank you so much have a good have a happy one holiday.
0: you too bye-bye all
1: right bye bye we'll bye
0: Hey, Tease Table Talk fans, if you like what's going on with Tease Table Talk so far and you want more content, more great content, and you uh, want to see uh, what more we can do, uh, you can contribute via Patreon by going to uh At the very bottom of the page, uh, you can Uh, go to the left side of the page as well and click on support or you can donate any amount you want using paypal